You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. There is a place where time stands still, where nature is harsh and demanding, where only the quick and the strong and the deadly can survive. This place is no place for civilized man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the world. Hi everyone, hope you're keeping your spirits up as we move toward an easing of the COVID stay at home. You're on 3CR with Annie and we are about to get into another episode of Showreel, 3CR's look at the Australian film and moving image landscape. Throughout the month of June, we'll be asking you, the listener, to support radical community-owned media during our June Station Appeal. We'll be taking donations online to help keep the station going for another year. Like so many community organisations, we're feeling the impact of COVID-19 restrictions, and we know you are too. But independent community media is more important than ever, and we hope you can show your support with a donation. The 3CR Station Appeal starts on Monday the 1st of June. To donate, go to 3cr.org.au. 3CR, here to stay. Today, we get to hear from Chris Bland. Chris is a cinematographer who recently won an award of distinction for his work on the Heath Davis film Locusts at the Australian Cinematographer Society National Awards for Cinematographers 2020 in the film with a budget below $2 million. Chris has worked in collaboration with uh, Heath Davis on films such as Broke, Book Week and Now Locusts, all quintessentially Australian films. First up, we ease into our conversation by reflecting on the fact that his industry awards had to go online because of COVID, a strange but interesting experience, technically. Congratulations on getting the award of distinction. Um, it's, uh, it must have been strange receiving the award online. Yeah, de- yeah definitely, because obviously this year they were going to have the awards in Canberra, and I think I think everyone was kind of looking forward to heading down to Canberra because it's they hadn't sort of hosted it before. And so then I think there was definitely sort of a feeling of disappointment once we realised that the awards wouldn't take place. But then to the credit of the committee, really, they managed to pull together uh, an online representation, which I thought was, was really, really good. I mean, the only thing that probably took away from it a little bit was if you were, if you were an award winner of some description, you had to do a pre-record. So you kind of knew a couple of weeks beforehand that you were in the running for a award. You didn't know which one, but um, so there was still an air of excitement. But yeah, it was interesting. I thought I thought they pulled it together really well. I was um, quite impressed. Yeah, it's quite fascinating to see how 
the technical side of Elven Affair. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, I involved myself in the uh, Stop Adani campaign thing, which they had put online uh, to try and stop uh, the insurance company from backing the Adani mine. And I was really fascinated by the technical aspect of doing an online rally to keep involved everybody. And there were over 600 people who were involved. And it's exactly the same. And, and you being a technical person, in a sense, there's a certain fascination with this, isn't there? Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I was thinking, you know, you're watching it and thinking, okay, so they've had to pre-record that. They've had to pre-record that, but that, that part's going live. And it's, yeah, there's a lot that comes together. And you're also, I mean, you're relying on your audience sort of as well, being open to things, the format being slightly different and uh, being enthusiastic for the change and the use of technology. So, you know, you realise it's taken a lot of great people coming together and using their mind power to solve the problems. And I guess that's what it comes down to at the end of the day. It's a little bit like film banking, you know. Um, Every day you go into a shoot with a plan, but things change. Um, You might lose a location or the weather might not be how you thought it would be. So you're always thinking on your feet and you're always having to solve problems. And I guess um, this is a perfect example of that. It's like, well, okay, we can't have a gathering of all the people. How do we get around it and how can we still, you know, uh, represent ourselves with a presence um, and continue in a way that will be, you know, professional for everybody involved? So, um, yeah, I, I guess it's just... Problem solving, isn't it? Yeah, and it does get down to the filmmaking. I mean, you're a cinematographer. How, how did you get into cinematography? Uh, well, it's interesting. I took a long road to cinematography. I, I was when I left high school, I was definitely interested in filmmaking. I, I didn't have a lot of exposure to filmmaking as a child, other than the fact that I loved films. Um, uh, so, so what happened for me was there was a I did a course at a uni- I did sort of like an open course at a university in my late teens, uh, which was a bit of an introduction into filmmaking. And we, we made a short film. There was probably it was probably a class of fifteen, and it was run by a, a fellow who was in the industry uh, in all forms. He was an actor, but he would also produce and and do things. So it was that was a very interesting. Um, that was a very interesting exposure for me because one of the things he said that sort of stuck with me was um, once you commit to it, it's a lifelong challenge. And um, so that's what I took from that. And then I sort of reassessed what I wanted to do with my life and I, I wanted to do some travelling. So I decided to embark on the travelling part next. And then when the travelling came to an end, I started to seek out ways of getting involved in the film industry. And, and from doing that, I was living in the UK and I did a little um, some sort of short courses over there which sort of, uh, I guess, wet my appetite and then I came back to Australia and, and studied for two years at a film school in Sydney. Yeah, and, and I noticed that, I mean, you won the award for Locus, um, which was a really interesting film, I thought. Uh, and uh, I see shades of locusts in this really compelling series that's on at the moment, which is Mystery Road, um, because it actually covers some of uh, similar elements, um, but 
the point is that you've been working on Heath Davies' films uh, for a while, haven't you? Yeah, I really have, actually. Heath and I met, um, I think we met about 12 years ago, I would say. It was definitely, yeah, around, eight, around 08, I guess, 09. We were introduced through a friend and we started doing some music clips together. And then um, we did a short film together called Beasting. And that kind of, I think, solidified the fact that we like working together and we had a, had similar tastes um, when it came to the aesthetic of films and the emotional arc of films. Um, and, and it was a really enjoyable experience. And then Heath was determined to make a feature. And so he, he said about writing a film that we could make for a certain budget but still make it achievable and realistic and I guess carry itself forward to an audience thinking that it was a much larger production um, and that was the film Broke. Yeah, which, which is a great shot film. in northern Queensland. It? Yeah, that's a great film. That is a great yeah, film. Yeah, we sh- we sh- it was it was truly enjoyable film. We had a great cast and crew. We, we shot it in the town of Gladstone in northern Queensland and we, we had the town on board and we had a lot of access and it was a real, it was a really fun adventure because the script had been written for the town, it had been written for the budget, um, and cast appropriately as well. So we really got to throw a lot at it, and uh, yeah, I'm I'm really proud of that film. It was something that um, we all had a lot of fun making. But it's really tight, and it's really Australian. Yeah, it's very Australian. Yeah, he has a very, he has a very Australian point of view all his his sensibilities definitely come from his upbringing and his connection with Australia and I think that sort of resonates really well especially with a film like Broke because it is a world that a lot of people can relate to and it is a world that it's sort of the underbelly of a world that a lot of people don't talk about so for for that we really enjoyed it and um, once Steve Lamarckland came on board it was just it just went to another level because he's he's phenomenal and he really he really took on that role and and delivered. And also Max Cullen. Oh, Max, yeah. Oh, Max was phenomenal. He, um, I remember when we first met Max, it took Max a couple of days to work out whether Heath and I were serious or not, like whether we were actually, you know, we knew what we were doing and whether we were going to give this film everything we had. And once he kind of realised that we were serious and we had, you know, we'd done a lot of research beforehand, Heath and I had done a lot of pre-production, once he realised that, he gave us everything he had, and um, it was phenomenal. He's very, very talented man, isn't he? No doubt about that, isn't he? He's he's just a classic, and also the lead female, um, Claire Vanderburn. Yeah, oh, Claire Vanderburn. She's amazing. Yeah, she's she's such a talent. In the film, she had the hardest role because her character had a big arc, but not to, not just the arc that she had, but the way that we had to shoot the film. We shot it so out of sequence, but she had to really chart her character's arc and stay on top of that and and I just thought she did a phenomenal job. I really think like she's so talented. Book Week is also a gem of a film too. Book Week's completely different but it's also Australia. I mean it, it's a classic piece of Australian uh, uh, storytelling. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And what's interesting is that every time... Uh, the films that I enjoy making the most are the ones that kind of I connect with the story from the outset. And it happened both on Broke and on Book Week. Broke probably 
came a little easier. Like after Heath had done the hard work, there wasn't a lot of uh, sort of script changes in a sense. And then Book Week was a little bit different. It sort of had a slightly different story arc, and then over, it evolved over the draft. So it came to the you know the draft that we actually shot. But um, it was a similar thing. As soon as I read it, like I kind of it resonated with me. I could relate to the characters. We'd all known somebody like the, the main lead the teacher. We all, we'd all known people like him and I guess it was kind of nice to, to flesh his character out and and the interesting thing, the similarities that it had for Broke was again it was very much you know driven by the main character um, with some vital sort of um, additional roles around them which sort of helped to flesh the story out. So uh, again it was another film really enjoyed making uh, and we got the opportunity to shoot in the Blue Mountains and Blue Mountains were, um, they sort of opened up for us and we got a lot of great locations and, and a lot of great opportunities to sort of showcase the movie. So, yeah, we had a lot of fun up there. You're on 3CR's Showreel and we're hearing from cinematographer Chris Bland, winner of an AD at the 220 ACS Industry Awards for a film with a budget below $2 million. Obviously, your relationship with the director and the development of the script uh, and then the shooting are very uh, tightly connected. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the wonderful thing that's happened, the wonderful thing that's occurred over the time that Heath and I have known each other is that, one, we've become very good friends. We're always bouncing ideas off each other and sort of we'll call each other out if the idea is not great. But there's also a great sense of trust. And I can understand what Heath's after, just maybe sometimes it can be just through looking, he might just shift his eyes or... He has a great imagination and he connects scenes and dialogue very well visually. And so it makes it very easy for him to explain what he's after. And, and having known him for such a long time, it's very it, I can sort of get to that very quickly. In, in saying that, though, Heath and I always do a lot of... We do a lot of pre-production. We, we like to sit in the... When, when you have the time, obviously, we like to sit in the space, the locations. We like to think about... The blocking. We like to think about um, how the characters are going to move around and all all these different things. And we like to do this pre-production because we find that when we come to the shooting of the film, it gives us the freedom to change things up if we need to. And so once we get the actors involved, because we love it when the actors bring the block, because they love to bring the blocking. And so when they come into the scene and they start to block it through it changes again and then it evolves and it becomes actually something greater. It's almost like you're getting some more collaboration that just makes the scene tighter and stronger. And so because of the homework that Heath and I have done, it's very easy for us to be nimble, to change things and to adapt and, and to flesh the story out through where to put the camera. Oh, that's fantastic um, description. How does that then relate to your work, what you've done with the editing? Well, it's interesting. Um, I've always, with with films, uh, and again, you know, obviously it comes down to time, but on Broke, I spent, Heath and I spent quite a lot of time with Matt Evans, the editor. Um, he is he's a phenomenal editor. And so we spent time with him and, like, I would like, you know, asking questions, how do you like to pace a scene? What sort of cutting do you like? And, and so by getting in in those conversations, I get an idea of what Matt needs to be able to do the best work he can do. So then in discussions with Heath moving forward, we try and 
involve those ideas so that when it comes to the editing process, Matt's got all the tools that he needs to be able to then bring the best of what he has. And again, we, if I followed that kind of philosophy going into Book Week and going into Locust um, with, with Romaine, because Romaine cut primarily, he cut Book Week and he primarily cut Locust. There was a, an additional editor on Locust which came in just to flesh a few scenes and, and to sort of be a little bit of an over, and, and guiding, a bit like a mentor process, really. Tell me the special um, difficulties or challenges that Locusts presented. Because w- w- what I saw was uh, oh, large well, landscapes, but also incredibly tight and uh, visceral and uh, expressive close-ups, uh, you know, like the characters, the, pe- yeah. the people and the landscape were incredibly important. Oh, absolutely, and um, and this is this is something that, that Heath brings to every project that he's involved with. He loves to he loves to involve the audience in the journey, and so and sometimes it, it can even be said that he can involve the audience too much, <laughs> which which I don't think is possible. But yeah, well, but so he loves he loves that connection between environment and audience. So, and that's where the close-ups come in. Um, there's nothing like a close-up to to help. It helps tell in the story in so many ways. But one of the ways that it does help the story is it, it's like this real connection to what's going on. So when you see um, a dead pig on the side of the road mm. and it's in close-up, like, you get a real sense of what that is. And so that then arcs back to the landscape, the environment, the harsh life that can be led in rural Australia. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I love that kind of storytelling and I, I think most it resonates with most people as well. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. So going back to the difficulties, tell me about the challenges. First of all, the challenges for making a movie in, in rural Australia was we, we needed to find a location that, that offered all the things that we needed but also at the same time would work with the budget of the movie. So Broken Hill ended up being the final choice, and it was the producer who did He did the sort of early scouting based on conversations that he, myself, and him had had. And he came to the conclusion, and we all shared the same view, Broken Hill was, was going to be the location that we used to, to tell a story of locusts from an environmental uh, standpoint and the challenges then that, that come to the forefront is that we need to get crew out there we need to be able to shoot enough days to get the movie and how far are the locations from the town because obviously mm. you have a 10 hour day so any travel time in, that is taken up into that 10 hours you lose shooting time so therefore that impacts the you know the budget heavily so what, what happened was we came up with a plan that we would shoot primarily exteriors and some interiors in Broken Hill, and then we came back to Sydney and shot in, interiors to some of the locations that we thought with, that we could get away with matching. Mm. And that was a way that we could keep the budget, budget down. One of the trickiest things about Locust was we, sh- we, pr- we shot it in 20, 22 days. Mm, yeah, okay. 
which is, you know, it's a small amount of time really when you think about the size of the, the movie. So there was some pre-shooting days when we did a recce out there. We, we took some equipment out and did um, some car travelling stuff and some uh, interiors of car, which then we could match with some of the other stuff we did because we needed to show a journey from a city to the country. Yeah. And we knew we weren't going to have time to shoot that in principal photography. I've been to Broken Hill. Broken Hill is the is a an oasis in the middle of nothing. Well, you know, the version of oh, nothing. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Once you're there, you've committed to being there, <laughs> and you know, it's just stuff like just, just oh, totally, just stuff like that. Like so, you know, we we took a camera up there. We needed to take a spare body with us. Because if something goes wrong with the camera, we're too far away. So that impacts budget. We then needed to. It was it was talked about in the beginning. Should we shoot two cameras because that's going to speed things up? And then when we looked into it, we couldn't afford to have the extra crew that was that it would take to run the second camera, and then to obviously to cater for them and to put them up in accommodation. So the expenses start to wrap up but then we have to look at different philosophies so then in thinking about the movie and how we were going to make it Heath and I decided that we would shoot one camera and what we did was we we would try and do the primary setup of each scene we would try and do that in in a classy sort of very filmic way that would, would involve a dolly or a moving camera of some description and then we would throw it onto my shoulder and move around to do all the pickup stuff over shoulders and stuff like that. And it was a process that I've seen other filmmakers use in similar circumstances and it worked really well. And, and I was super happy with the way it worked because it actually saved us a lot of time. We could move very quickly and we could get our day and stay on budget and keep moving forward. And, and the aesthetic it lends the movie, I think, is, is really nice because you can, you can have these nice dolly moves that will set up a scene, but you're still getting all the coverage that you need for the editors to be able to flesh the story out. Oh, yeah, that's fantastic. And that brings in the fact that um, uh, watching other people's movies and how they solve problems is probably a fairly important part of your life. Oh, absolutely. I was watching a behind-the-scenes interview with the director of photography from a film called Hell or High Water. He'd come across the same problem in the fact that they wanted to do all these cool things, but they had a limited number of days, and they couldn't run a second camera either. And he found that by doing a lot of production and working out the choreography of the camera in the scene, he could do a nice opening shot, and then he would throw it on his shoulder and move around. And I, I sort of studied that film see how it worked, the aesthetic worked, and, and I thought it worked really well, and it didn't take away from the movie, and you didn't come away from the film thinking, oh, that's just another handheld film, mm. and that was definitely something that I wanted to do with Locust. I didn't want it to come away feeling like a hand, another handheld film. I wanted the film to feel bigger than that. I wanted the film to feel uh, like it, it was just that little bit more of a, a, a glossy notch up. And and I, I'm really happy with the outcome. I think we came away with it. Yeah, I do too. Uh, uh, it was a very um, confronting film because it's supposed to be, and very gritty. Uh, you know, you almost go away feeling dirty, like you need to go and have a wash. 
which is uh, perfect. That's it's, what... uh, it's, it's so true. It's so true. Um, and, and that's something that, that's, uh, you know, another thing that comes back to Heath, Heath and Heath's vision. Um, and, it, and it comes back, it goes back to Broke, really. With Broke, we wanted to make this film that batted well above its, you know, its budget. We wanted it to be respected on a world stage. We wanted to showcase the talents of the actors and, and to get the story out there. But what we didn't want to do was we didn't want it to feel like it wasn't an independent film. We wanted it to feel like its bootlaces were still in the mud. We wanted it to feel connected to the independent filmmaking scene because it doesn't do the film any favours to pretend it's anything other than what it is. So, And that was sort of our mantra from the outset. And we definitely took that mantra into, uh, into Book Week as well. And and even Locust, you know, Locust was quite a step up in budget, and it was it was a different movie in a sense. But uh, the producer um, had come up with the concept and written the screenplay. So in a sense, we were hired guns. We were hired to come in and you know massage this production all the way along and get it across the line. And so there was a lot, you know, a lot of conversations were had, and and. A lot of faith was given to Heath and I to bring, you know, his his baby home. And the one thing Heath and I wanted to do was we wanted to make a well, well shot, well acted, strong genre movie that still had its sensibility in the independent filmmaking world. So it still had a bit of grit to it. Yeah. So. That was sort of that was our mantra for the movie. You know, we we wanted it to resonate its budget. We wanted it to to bat above its average in its production value, but we also wanted it to feel like it still had that grittiness, and that the actors were given the opportunity to perform out of their skins. and And I feel like that was something. Again, I think that's something we did really well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, you must be uh, happy to be. Uh uh, recognised by your uh, fellow cinematographers? Oh, I'm, yeah, I'm ecstatic. Like, I'm I'm not sort of I'm not the greatest at, at sort of blowing my own trumpet. I'm very I'm a bit timid when it comes to that um, that kind of stuff, like the social media stuff that you do. I'm I love working. I love working with people that I that you know that I, I share similar. Uh, ethos with like there's nothing better than a day working hard together on a on a on a project with with the crew, um, and so yeah to be recognised by you know, cinematographers that I look up that I've looked up to for years um, as judges is yeah it's amazing it's 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 a real proud moment for me. Mm. Or oh, as they say in the country, you're stoked. Yeah, that's right. I'm stoked, and and, and the, the the interesting thing is that. At the New South Wales Awards, Book Week won a silver as well, and 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 that's something I'm very proud of as well because, um, you know, the, the challenges on both movies were so different, but the results were the same. We we set out to make you know well acted, uh, very believable, um, you know, well shot movies, and I and I feel like we we did a really good job on both of those. Thanks for talking to me, Chris. Oh, absolute pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. Um, it's been lovely to chat to you. Yeah. 
That's it for Showreel this week. Don't forget, 3CR is asking for online donations this year during June because of COVID. It makes uh, Radiothon benefits and personing the phones impossible. If you can only do it over the phone, the staff are working away, so you can still make that donation during June. So put it in on your calendar. Until next week, keep calm and keep safe. Talk to you next week. Cheers from Annie. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day. It's a new life for me, yeah, it's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me, ooh, 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 ooh. and I'm feeling good. Fly out in the sun, you know what I mean, don't you know? Butterflies all having fun, you know what I mean? Sleep in peace when day is done, that's what I mean. And this old world is a new world and a bold world for me. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.